guys? Welcome back to another episode of the OCD Life Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Alexis, and I have not only my sister, but my best friend here today um, to kick off episode three. So we're going to get into a little bit of the nitty gritty personally and stuff like that. But as always, it is not the start of an episode without your screwball shot. So go ahead, crack open those lids, and let's get started. All right, to kick off this episode, I want to add a couple things of like pop culture and just get your opinion on some things that are going on now, not in the politics world, but in the TikTok world. (laughs) Um, But first, thank you for being my third ever guest on my podcast. Yeah, of course. I'm glad to be here. All right. So to start it off, I want to get your take on the Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez drama. Are you team Haley or team Selena? So I'm gonna be honest, right? When you said that you were gonna talk about pop culture, I figured you were gonna ask me about that. So I feel a little bit like a psychic. Um, but <laughs> I'm gonna be also honest that I haven't really been keeping up with it. So I'm not even sure really what's happening. Okay, so to kind of give you like the rundown of it, basically, like, I guess Selena had posted on TikTok or something that she had, like, laminated her eyebrows. Had, like, And she says she, like, fucked it up. And then Hailey Bieber and I think it was Kylie Jenner, like, posted on um, Instagram, like, them FaceTiming and them showing their eyebrows. <laughs> and now there's, like, a feud going back and forth. And, like, Hailey has lost over like a million followers on Instagram and Selena just surpassed um, Kylie Jenner for being like the most followed person on Instagram. Huh. And like- <laughs> Well, I guess based off of that quick rundown, I'd probably be team Selena. <laughs> yeah, I honestly just think that they're just mean girls. I mean, Probably, and it probably doesn't help that everyone still talks about, like, Justin Bieber and Selena, even though him and Haley are married. So, I mean, everyone loves a good bit of drama. Yeah. Especially it's not in their lives. I was about to say, so. as long as it doesn't involve me, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, so that's probably what that is. Okay. So, I'm going to – I have a list of questions. We're going to play yay or nay. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. For summertime, mm-hmm. what do you think about Hoka's – like the running shoes, yay or nay, hot or not? Not. They look like grandma shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say that because I've tried them on and I don't like them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I have like mixed feelings about them and they're expensive. Like, are you more of like a, obviously you don't like hokas, but do you like on clouds? Uh, I tried here because mom gave me a pair to try and I didn't like those either. Before so. <laughs> <laughs> your $60 New Balance girl. Yes. Yeah. I, like, just saved a pair of New Balances that I learned from TikTok. But, okay, yay or nay, Miley Cyrus's new Flower song, but she actually just released her album today. Yes, I did listen to that this morning as I was um, getting ready and getting my kids out the door. But um, 
I love Miley Cyrus's song. So far, I have been super impressed with the album. Yeah. Um, before preferred Morgan Wallen's a, a new album that came out last week. That's been on replay. Girl, I literally just listened to one song today. It was the last night we let the liquor talk. And I literally felt like all he could say is last night, last night. Don't be a hater. <laughs> Listen to like 98 Braves or um, there's a couple. I'd have to write it back around. Yeah, I listened to it and I was just family like. Family Apple Music Channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last but not least. The Croc, uh, have you seen the new Croc shoes that are all over TikTok right now? <laughs> no. Okay, look, uh, uh I, I screenshotted some pictures for you to see. Oh my god, are they the Croc boots? No, they're the Croc Mega Crush sandals. Huh. <laughs> 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 I love Crocs. Yeah, you're not about those, though. <laughs> Bedroom, them, but apparently they're like super, like <laughs> super platform. Oh, yeah, no, maybe if it was just like this single layer, <laughs> honestly, not gonna lie. A couple days ago, I was about to purchase, purchase up here, but I, I know I would get harassed by our family. All right, I feel good about the little pop culture, it gets us a little loose, gets us ready to talk about all things mental health but to kind of start out Ashley is older than I am we're about six years apart and I feel like we're complete opposites as you can tell by our hair color choices she's blonde and I am very brunette but yeah I mean as soon as she got married she knew that she wanted to have kids I'm married don't have any kids except for some fur babies but I think you were the first ever person that kind of showed me what mental health was because I think, when did you like go to therapy for the first time? Um, I want to say the first time I went to therapy um, was when, I want to say dad was deployed and I was in college. So I want to say probably 2012 or 13. Um, and it was kind of defined as like a life coach, um, okay. with a Christian background is who I saw. What like pushed you to that of like going to therapy? Um, I had my first ever panic attack, which was interesting. Um, I guess my first very physical one, my anxiety kind of presents with a lot of physical symptoms. And so I had my first ever panic attack. Um, I just had a lot going on with dad being like deployed and trying to do all the things at college. Um, I had had a hard schedule that semester. I was helping um, be um, the first class of like a sorority thing. Um, I don't know much about sororities. I guess <laughs> I was like the first class of one um, at the college I went to, but um, I was just trying to do all the things, and it kind of just escalated from there. I had my first real panic attack, and I knew I needed some type of help. Was the therapist able or life coach able to, like, walk you through, like, coping mechanisms at the time? Um, yeah. 
I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember <laughs> a lot from that time. Um, feels like ages ago. I'm kind of showing my age a little bit with that, but it does feel like it was a super long time ago. Gosh. Um, yeah, that was like 10 years ago. I was, I was like, mm. <laughs> 10 years ago, before I was married and had kids and all of that jazz. I'm just like, let me make some roll up. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Okay. So, growing up, we had just like a normal childhood. Mom and dad, awesome. We have Andrew, our brother. I love your brother. Cool. <laughs> but... I would say me and you are definitely like a little bit more like emotional in a sense. Um, but growing up, like nobody really ever had mental health struggles in our family. Um, we went to public school, mm-hmm. did extracurricular activities, mm-hmm. went to church every Sunday, grew up in the church lifestyle. But yeah, I mean, never really had any mental health struggles within like our family family like our intermediate family no i'd say we had a pretty average upbringing yeah i'm pretty like american dream lifestyle yeah okay so kind of go into i guess when like when is like another peak of like when you realize that you had really bad anxiety like that you can remember? Um, I kind of had always, from that first panic attack, um, it got to the point where I like wasn't wanting to drive on highways, um, just getting really anxious about um, different things. And I was actually listening to the podcast that you just did with um, Jordan, and I was listening, and I kind of related. I thought that that's kind of just how everybody lived. Um, I was like, why doesn't everybody's brain, oh, everyone's brain doesn't work like mine does? Interesting. Um, Because I really do play out all the possible outcomes that can happen um, with situations. And so I just remember during that time, I wasn't wanting to drive on highways. I really wasn't wanting to go anywhere, but I was still trying to keep up like appearances since I was, um, you know, working and in a sorority and stuff like that. And so I kind of just learned to, I mean, obviously I went to like the life coach and stuff, but I was trying to like learn how to like deal with it. Um, and it didn't really start to spike again until after I had, um, my second child. All right. So you bring up having the second baby. Now, did you experience like any like postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression with your first child or was it mostly during your second pregnancy? Um, it was mostly with my second, um, with my first, I mean, obviously I was worried about things going wrong, um, with the first and obviously like with the second and stuff, but it was after the second, um, it was just a super hard transition to have go from one to two children. Um, and so I remember just finally being like, I need help. Um, I knew that it was more than just like the baby blues that you hear, people talk about. So I had reached out to my OB, um, Joanne, and just kind of told them what was going on. And they prescribed Zoloft for me. Um, and I took that, um, it was doing pretty well, but then, um, found out I was pregnant with my third, uh, fairly quickly. <laughs> so, um, I remember thinking like, Oh, is this Zoloft making me so tired? 
And then I had realized that I was a little late. And so I took pregnancy tests, found out I was pregnant, and immediately stopped taking the Zoloft um, just for like personal reasons. I don't want to be on medication, um, or I guess more medication while pregnant. Um, with my pregnancies, I had a lot of morning sickness and stuff like that. So I was having to already take like Prilosec and some other stuff to just kind of curb that. So um, I had taken myself off so long. Okay. Now, did you have any of like the side effects of Zoloft or like? Um, considering I was kind of only on it for like maybe month and a half, two months, the only thing I kind of noticed um was um I didn't have anything like after I listened to the podcast, like I didn't have anything like what you had. Yeah. Um, I want to say that it was kind of um I was very anxious to take it. Yeah. It was very much so that, like, anxiety medication was giving me anxiety. But that was kind of, like, more – I don't think it was medication. I think it was more just, like, me and my headspace. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, what happened to me, like, that first night. Because I took it – because I was thinking too hard about it. And it was just, like, well, do I take it in the morning? Do I take it at night? Like, do I take it in the middle of the day? Because I didn't want it to, like, affect me, like, in the beginning of the day. But I also didn't want it to, like, fuck up, like, my sleep. And so, like, it's just, like, your brain is just, like, uh, it's, like, having anxiety about the anxiety medication. So, therefore, it's creating more anxiety throughout, like, everything else. Yeah. And that was my biggest hurdle was just anxiety around taking anxiety medication. So. Yeah. Yeah. And with the third pregnancy, did you like after you had her, did you like want to get back on anxiety meds or what was like the thoughts and feelings about that? Um, so with my third, um, I actually had her kind of at like the beginning of COVID. So the state or Georgia had shut down in March around the 13th and I had my third in April. And so um, it was very different because it was only me and my husband in the uh, hospital. Um, I remember being really nervous about that because I was away from my other two kids. Um, and so I was already not loving the situation. And one of the nurses had come in and had given me um, a sheet to fill out that was kind of already going over mental health and kind of just asking questions and I guess I scored so well that they were like let's go ahead and just restart the Zoloft um and so I actually it was on the Zoloft before we left the hospital really yes and how long did you take it for um I want to say I took it for three weeks and it was one of those things that I kind of just felt so numb to everything that it had actually messed with my head a lot because I was, here I am holding my new baby and not really having really any emotion. And I didn't like that. So I decided to stop taking it then. Now, are you comfortable kind of like going into your thoughts and feelings, like going like a little bit deeper of saying oh like I'm holding my new baby and like I just don't feel like the joy I guess but I want to say it wasn't like the joy because I mean I looked at her and I was just I mean I was so excited but it was just like the little things that just weren't really like 
sparking anything. I just remember um, because, you know, my husband had to go back to work pretty quickly. I was taking the other two to daycare to try and have that one-on-one time. And I just remember sitting in the chair and kind of just being like, I'm sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The wash wanted to be a part of it. Um, But again, I was like in the height of COVID. So really the only thing I was really doing during the day was we would go for walks. Yeah. So, um, I remember we would drive to dad's house, we would meet to go walk in the park, and then I'd come home, and that was really the only interaction I was having outside of, like, my husband and the kids, um, so it was just, but, so, I mean, really, was it the Zoloft that was making me numb, or was it really the world is shut down, we're not really <clears throat> doing much, I kind of am limiting people coming over to the house when I have a brand new baby. We have a pandemic going on. I mean, there was just a lot in that time period. So I had actually come off of Zoloft, was off of Zoloft for a couple weeks. Still just could feel my postpartum depression and anxiety picking back up. So I reached out to the OBGYN again, and they decided to prescribe me um, Lexapro. Or some people called it like Sexy Lexi. Oh, gosh. Um, I took it twice, and with the second time, I felt like I was um, having a heart attack. So, (laughs) stop taking that one too. No! Listen, some people love Zoloft, some people love Lexapro, and I was almost kind of upset that I did have those symptoms with Lexapro because I really wanted it to work. And so, that's when I kind of like wrote that off. Yeah. I don't know. Like, this is scary like taking anxiety meds and like especially because everybody is so different like the side effects are just weird in yeah a sense. and i think because i'm a nurse um i think of all the things that could be wrong so like yeah. i could have a twinge and something and be like oh gosh is it a blood clot or this or this and i'm like no actually you like worked out yesterday your muscles are sore get over it like <laughs> It's just, it's, it's a lot. My brain is in constant, um, overdrive. Yeah. 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 It's understandable. It, and it doesn't help that, like, we were raised in such, like, a we had high standards. And it doesn't help that we hold ourselves to those high standards. And so if we don't meet those standards, then it's just like, fuck, I don't like this. Yeah. I tend to be a little part of myself in all areas of life yeah yeah I go to therapy and my therapist is like so are you feeling this or is it your like parents like sitting on your shoulders like and I'm like I mean I really know <laughs> <laughs> why you gotta ask these questions right, yeah I don't want to think I just want to cry that's what I'm feeling but, and I think it was also kind of, like, hard during COVID, like, going back to your pregnancy and giving birth to your youngest because, I mean, with, like, your first, I mean, me and mom were at the hospital ready to go, and I feel, I think dad was there, too. But with the middle child, again, it was, we dropped number one off with your friends and then uh, me and mom were at the ho- or at the hospital, like, waiting. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to number three. Everybody's having to stay home. Everybody's, like, Andrew and I were trying to take 
one and two to daycare. And then mom was working at the hospital. So she wasn't really like around because I mean, she's gone for 12 hours a day and then dad was having to work. And so it was just like, I think it was just like a lot, especially on you, but it's just stressful. So yeah, it was a lot. Don't have a baby at the height of a new pandemic. So since we're talking about pandemic babies, do you see a difference in number three compared to the one and two? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have three very extroverted little girls. Um, Very strong-willed, very stubborn, um, very independent. But my third is... My little Spitfire, um, she has everyone that knows her wrapped around her finger. I mean, really, all three of them do. Um, but she's the one that if you say no to, she's going to fight back. And she gonna, she going to end up getting her way in one way or the other. Um, and so, uh, yeah, she's just, <laughs> she's just different, and I love her. She's a different breed. She is, um, which is crazy because she's about to be three, so... Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been a while. It's been a while since COVID happened too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, you're doing great. Doing okay. great <laughs> with your three little hellions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody loves them. A little maniac, but we I love them. That. That. Now, like, let's start talking about like your husband and everything. Like, how does he? Because I feel like he's kind of like Nick. Like, he just is kind of like, go with the flow. Like, don't really, like, give a fuck about anything. Like, has never felt anxiety a day in his life. Yeah, so, um, it's always funny. Um, you know, they say opposites attract. So, um, backstory, Andrew and I met on Tinder. (laughs) We slept right. And it was awesome. Um, so... And I think you're the one that like officially told dad that I met him on Tinder at the wedding. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I truly do believe um, he is my better half. Um, he is the quite literal calm to my chaos. Um, his former job being in law enforcement, um, you know, caused stuff on its own but you know he's always in stressful situations he started as a firefighter paramedic and transitioned to law enforcement and so he was kind of used to being in stressful situations and he was able to um not like separate himself but was they they kind of teach them to like you have to leave your anxiety at the door because you have to go in and to like help people or, you know, just kind of handle that situation. So when I would tell him, um, oh, I'm anxious, he'd be like, what are you anxious about? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Life? Everything? Um, and so it used to be that I would call him um, and when I was like anxious and I would need him to talk to me, I would call him and be like, I'm anxious. And then he'd be like, okay and i'm like okay why well, need you to talk to me and it would be like crickets because i was like putting him on the spot i guess yeah so now um with granted it doesn't happen nearly as often as it used to if i just call him and he can kind of like hear it in my voice like excuse me in my voice i guess so um he's quick to kind of just pick up on that and start 
ask me questions about the day or about the kids or um, right now it's about photography. So he's really quick to pick up on it. So he um, definitely helps out. But he also supports me with, ever, with whatever decision I decide to go with. So whether I decide that I want to go start seeing a therapist or if I want to go start taking medication or if I want to start just working out like crazy or doing whatever, he's always like, yeah, sure, let's Let's do it. Let's see if it helps. Yeah. And I don't know if like it was kind of like the same for you, but I mean, again, with us growing up in like a, sorry, if you heard that again, that was Addie, but, (laughs) 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 but with us growing up in like, I don't want to say like a negative, like, or like not, I'll say like a, where mental health, like really just like, didn't like exist in our family um it it was kind of hard to transition to making to do those steps because again I feel like well with Nick Drew your husband and our dad like they're all military background Mm -hmm. and they are kind of just like show no mercy and so like with us it was like we kind of had to like take those steps to work on our mental health Mm -hmm. but it was scary because I mean again again like just being in like a non like mental health family I didn't want to like feel like I was broken taking meds at all because I mean we both know how that feels about medication but I think that was kind of like a hard like pill to swallow like metaphorically for me is because like I didn't want to like let mom and dad down like and especially like going to therapy and then deciding to go to the doctor to be put on medication and so I don't know like if you felt that way at all no you can put your two cents in if you want to um I don't know I think I was just more upset especially I guess after when I had like postpartum depression and anxiety I was kind of almost like mad my body for having these like hormonal mental like stuff going on because you're like okay I just grew this baby for 10 months um they literally put me through the ringer um I mean I was throwing up constantly constantly like having headaches um because I was the one that was sick throughout the whole pregnancy yeah um, so, you know, I do all this stuff. I have this beautiful baby girl. Um, my family is growing. It's so great. I have support, but here I am sitting in the house, like depressed and thinking of all of the things that could go wrong. Um, and it's like, I can't enjoy the moment that I'm in. Yeah. And so you almost like get mad at your, like yourself. Cause you're like, why can I not enjoy this? Like, yeah, this is supposed to be this happy time in life. And like can't Mm -hmm. um and so it was one of those things like I was having that that mental back and forth with myself yeah like actually why can't you just be happy with everything that's going on you've been so blessed and all of this stuff but then on the other side it's like I I but I'm trying yeah like you know I'm trying to go outside and get sun I'm trying to um I don't know, cut caffeine, like all this stuff that I know can kind of trigger my anxiety. I'm trying to do all things and it's still not helping. Yeah. So it was, at that point, it really was just like an internal battle. 
Yeah. Like, I wasn't thinking about like what mom and dad thought or like what y'all thought. I mean, obviously I do take into consideration Drew since we're yeah. like, the team and everything. Um, but in the end it was just really like this internal battle for myself. Yeah. And I think that's like, I do relate to that because in my first episode, I talk about how, like when I first told Nick, I was like, well, maybe I need to go therapy. He was like, you can talk to me. And I'm like, that is it's not right, the same. Yeah. And so finally, like when he saw me break down, he was like, okay, like, I guess you can like reach out to somebody and it just sucks because you just feel like your brain kind of just like betrays you in a mm-hmm. sense because you're just like what the fuck is going on like why like you said why can't I enjoy like these happy moments mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get a little raw here for a second but I think I always have really bad like I would say probably like seasonal depression mm-hmm. and it really like went into effect whenever I one was started my meds and two Um, I got denied from law school. And so that really tanked me because I felt like I had let everybody down. And like, I was telling people, oh, like, I'm going to go to law school. Like, I'm so excited. But um, like with the self-harm aspect of OCD and stuff, I literally remember sitting down talking to Nick, be like, would I really hurt myself because I didn't get into law school? And it's just like, you're having these like internal battles and you're just having to like talk yourself down of like, okay, like straight to the point what I hurt myself because of law school and so like Nick was having to talk to me like that and I was literally having to sit there and like count my blessings be like I am a daughter like I can't leave mom and dad behind and I was like I would never ever put that on my family and like three is like I never want the girls to realize that like AA is not here anymore like that actually just like breaks my heart and so like that's what I was having to do I was like having to pull myself out of like the like the dark cloud and just let myself know like okay like we have to figure this out Mm -hmm. so like you were saying like okay whatever mom and dad think like I need to like take a step for myself and like talk to Nick about it and you talk to Drew about it and like make sure you're doing what's best for yourself and your family all right so how is your mental health now? Like, how are we feeling? What's like a little check-in? Um, feeling pretty good. I'm just trying to make some adjustments um, with just like current things going on in life. Um, but overall, I mean, it's pretty, pretty good. I feel um, since the girls are growing up and kind of not requiring as much from me um in the regards of you know making bottles and changing all of the butts and <laughs> all of that um I'd say it's pretty good and also with the weather starting to change we're able to get outside more and you know get the vitamin B from the sun and all of that um, I'm very much so seasonal depression on top of my normal stuff um so with this weather change it's obviously been a big yeah and especially in Georgia oh my gosh like I swear like we went from like winter to summer in like a week oh yeah and like but it's supposed to get cold again um, now next week I think for like three or four days and then it just like pops right back up so well I'm glad you didn't say like three or four weeks because I would have crawled back into my hole then (laughs) three or four days I mean it's more jacket (laughs) 
don't tell me what to do. It's but sister. I'll probably still wear a jacket. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so if you could give advice to either your younger self or stop looking at my phone, yo. <laughs> I took that picture. Thanks for <laughs> She is nosy. Anyways, but. Everybody. <laughs> and it's why I stalk everybody on like 360. <laughs> Golly. Okay, back to. Back to reality. Oh, it's going well. Oh, are you wanting advice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, if you could give advice to your younger self, like pregnant self, or. And or if I could fucking talk or advice to like a girl that is experiencing like postpartum depression postpartum anxiety Mm -hmm. um what would you give advice to them about or what would you say um I mean it's still advice that I can listen to and probably need to listen to myself right now but just like ask for help yeah there's nothing wrong or shameful in asking for help you can't and really shouldn't do it on your own. Um, if there's nothing wrong with you, if you have to get help in regards of like medication or having to talk to somebody, um, that help can help bring back that joy and that emotion that you're wanting, especially when it's like postpartum and you have this brand new beautiful baby and you're wanting to be present in that moment and not off in your thoughts thinking about like what could go wrong or what you have to do or all this stuff that you can just be in that moment. So asking for help is such a big, big thing for that. Just voicing what's going on, um, like your thoughts, what, I mean, reaching out to your doctor or um, just that safe, um, supportive person that you have that kind of guide you in that direction. All three little girls are growing up now, so you don't have any baby babies anymore. Mm-hmm. So you just started photography. Is that like how's that helping your mental health and everything? Um, it's actually helped a lot. So um, you know, just like the quick backstory. So you know, husband was in law enforcement. That was kind of like our one of our family identities because we just kind of like were engrossed in the blue family um and you know i'm a nurse and then you know we have the three kids um so i was really just known for being you know wife mom police wife like that's really all i had um don't get me wrong it was all great <laughs> all great titles super proud of them oh and i was like i'm a nurse so you know i had all that stuff and i just remember um I kept trying to start different hobbies. Like I yeah. got a cricket machine and I started using essential oils, which essential oils are great, but you know, I was trying to like make it this whole like I'm a seller. <laughs> um and so I just kept starting all these different like hobbies and I like it it'd be so great for a couple of like weeks, months, and then it would fizzle out. So uh, I remember one day just thinking, like, I need something for me. I mean, yeah. it's something that um, I kind of do, like, for fun, that, you know, brings me, like, happiness and joy, and um, so I just remember praying to God about it, and literally, I got on Facebook, and a friend posted um, that she was selling her camera, and so I was like, 
don't know if that's the sign that it is. Um, I was like, I don't know if he works that fast. <laughs> um, but you know, with him, all things are possible. So I remember I just like, had let it go for a little bit. I kept praying, like, God, just bring me something that can help spark joy and like about like, being creative. Um, I love family pictures for us. I make my family take them all the time. It's <laughs> probably quite annoying, but oh well. Um, so I remember praying and praying, and then I prayed it again, um, probably like a week or two later, and um Again, the camera had popped up. She was like, kind of like resharing it to be like, hey, it's still available. And so finally, I remember talking to Drew and saying, hey, I think I want to start doing like photography, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, mm, is, this just, is this just another hobby that we're going to start and um, let fizzle out after a little bit? And I was like, you know, maybe. I don't really know. And so he said, okay. And so I ended up getting this camera. Um, and I don't know, it just, I was watching YouTube videos, looking for photographers that had like a similar editing style that like I wanted to strive for. And so, um, I remember offering like free sessions and then it was, um, I doubt anyone will really use me. Yeah. Um, but now here I am year and a half later, um, doing weddings. I have people coming back to use me for multiple sessions, taking maternity, fresh 48 and like newborn sessions. Um, and so it's really just grown and, um, it really is where I find, um, a lot of just like joy for myself. Like I, obviously I have joy in being a wife and being a mom to my three girls, but it was just something for me. Yeah. Um, and I really do say that like I strive in chaos. Um, but even though it has made me busier, um, I have photo shoots almost every weekend and stuff like that, but it's that like chaos where I just like thrive yeah um so it's actually been really great my anxiety has calmed down a lot um and it's just i've been able to kind of channel that energy into something that is like productive and something that i like really do love yeah well first to kind of relate um i'm pretty sure me and you both have uh adhd <laughs> um, yeah. and we have tiktok diagnosed ourselves oh yeah with, with all the things. Because um, I'm pretty sure me and you kind of just like cycle like the same because it'll be like, I mean, I started off with like the cricket and I wanted to do that, but golly, that shit takes forever to clean up and I hate it. And like, I just feel like a project just takes so long. Or it never turned out like how you picture it in your head. And then yeah. Well, this is dumb. It's ugly. Moving on. <laughs> and then like, I did like stitching for a little bit. Oh yeah. I remember and that. like, I was like, anytime like I do like that, it'll be like, um, I'll like come up with an idea and I'll be like, create a Instagram for it. Like, let me hop into it. Like, let me see. But I'm like, that shit was taking me forever too. And so I did like two projects and I was like, I'm done. And then, like, before I started my podcast, I was talking to my therapist, and I was like, Shelly, I was just like, girl, I was like, clay earrings or a podcast? And she was like, mm, maybe not the clay earrings. I was going to podcast. Because <laughs> the clay earrings would have lasted about two days, and I'm like, I just spent $1,000 on yeah. everything. Yeah. But... 
I mean, it's, it's hard because I think because I do photography too. And it's like, it's kind of hard for me because like with work and stuff, like I work on the weekends, so I have very limited availability, mm-hmm. but like, I still kind of find like those ADHD, like hints because I'll be like up and down and up and down. And then I'll be like, Oh, I have a camera. I can, I can do this. <laughs> I'm like, I spend hundreds of dollars on fucking software and yeah. But I mean, it's nice to just have something like for yourself because like I relate cause you were um, a law enforcement wife. And before Nick finally moved in with me, he was, I was a military wife. And so you just have like that identity that like you're having to like hold up to. And especially with social media, I think people were really liking our content in a sense of like, you were the law enforcement wife, I was the military wife. And then like, when that kind of goes away, it's just like, oh, okay, well, I'm Alexis, like, you're Ashley, like, what else can we do that we like, truly enjoy? Right. And that we can do for ourselves that kind of like, doesn't necessarily like take us away from our husbands and our family, but like, just like makes us happy. Right. All right. So we're going to probably go ahead and wrap this up. But I wanted to do one more like thing. And we're going to do this or that. So we can kind of like get the giggles out and everything. Okay. Number one, this or that. Ready. Love Island or Too Hot to Handle. Love Island next. But it has to be the UK version because that one is too funny. What? Is the UK version on Netflix? No, I think it's not Hulu. Damn. Okay. You have to have the subtitles on because they like to whisper, but it's so <laughs> funny. Because you know, like, Love Island started, I believe, in the UK, and then it had come over to the US. Yeah. So you need to watch the Hulu version. Amazing. Okay, because we, Nick and I, were obsessed with season one, or whatever season is on Netflix, mm-hmm. of the US version, and then we watched season two, and it fucking sucks. Like, it's yeah, terrible. Watch, watch the other one, it's- Okay. Awesome. Let me see. Um, number two, this or that, Coke or Pepsi? Coke, Diet Coke, preferably. <laughs> <laughs> There's a person on um, Instagram. I think it's like Daryl Ann, and so she does LDC Tuesdays, and it's a large Diet Coke from like Chick Fil A, <laughs> and like I feel that. <laughs> <Don't I. laughs> okay. Number Refreshing. three. <laughs> this or that. Starbucks or Dunkin'? I don't know. I feel like I'm not a super big, like, let me go buy coffee somewhere, but I guess if I had to choose Starbucks. You get the creek water or the burnt water? (laughs) I mean, at this point, I really don't know what I'm going to get. It could go anywhere from, like, one of those, like, peach green tea lemonades to uh, just a plain black coffee or what have you. Dude, I will say that sometimes anxiety or not anxiety, but Starbucks kills my anxiety. And then three, it also makes me like kind of like sick to my stomach. I don't know why. I don't know if it's like acidic or not. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I at this point I think everything's wrong with me. So, anyways, but okay, this or that, TikTok or Instagram. If you had like oh, for the rest of your life, TikTok or Instagram. I'd probably say TikTok because you just like can learn all these different things and they're funny. <laughs> I mean, Instagram is where I'm like better at posting like for my like photography and stuff like that. 
Yeah. But TikTok is just funny, and I'm trying to get into that, so me and Mary Elizabeth can Gosh, Nick was literally like, Alexis, um, I think TikTok is like the new, and I kind of always said, Google! And he was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say I do that, but it does help, I guess, teach you some crazy things. He was like, maybe like, uh, the new Wikipedia. I mean, because yeah, anybody can like say some shit on there. I mean, yeah. Okay. So this or that. Um, thinness or Samoa Girl Scout cookies. Fuck. Uh, definitely thinness, but they okay. have to be in the freezer. That was my next thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this or that, and I'm only like asking this because like I listen to a lot of podcasts, and these girls are like influencers. If you had to do one thing, like if you could get, would you do lip fillers or a boob job? Neither. Listen, I can't because, um, so I've seen a lot of people talk about like, um, I don't know, side effects that come with getting your boobs done and lip filler. Have you, I mean, you see that filter that's going around on TikTok, the bold glamour and like <laughs> everyone's like, do I want lip fillers? Like. No. Yeah, my I'm pretty up. basic. I use like concealer and mascara, and that's about it. From Kroger, from CVS. I'm like Target. <laughs> I'm listen. I'm like what thirty years old and just got self tanner for the first time. Like, dude, I made Nick uh self tan my back for me, <laughs> and his face, his face was like, <laughs> what are you doing? He was so grossed out by it. But all right. So that concludes this or that. And I'm going to do one listener question. So I actually really have to say anything. But so I had a listener question say, how do you come out of OCD? What is your, what was your major issue? Can you tell me about one of your intrusive thoughts? Okay. So number one is how you come out of OCD. From my experience and from what multiple people have told me is that, um, OCD is basically chronic and I'm always going to have it and I am always going to have to deal with it. But I have with the all my tools in my toolbox with therapy, meds and a great support system. Um, I am able to cope with some of the bad things that I'm thinking about and I'm able to kind of like self-sustain. And what was your major issue I don't really know what that means because I got a lot of issues. Shut up. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I was just having really bad intrusive thoughts, so I needed to fucking figure that out. Um, can you tell me about one of your intrusive thoughts? Um, I mean, go back to episode one and two. You'll hear about me wanting to fucking hang myself, but I wasn't going to hang myself. Dark moments, but we're all good now. We're chilling. We're hanging out, but... Ashley, thank you so much for being my third guest on here. And if you want to follow her, I might put her out down there. I don't know. But if you could like, subscribe, give us a rating and a five star. If you liked it, let me know. If you didn't, don't because it'll hurt my feelings. But again, thank you for being on here. Thanks for having me. And yeah, we're going to go hang out now. But all right. Bye, guys. I'll see you all next week.